0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. For your public holiday, your Thursday morning, the 26th of January, 2023, Daniel Pedgrew with you. Hope you're all well. If you are working... I'd like to hear from you. What are you doing up this time of uh, morning? Maybe just up early for a walk. I don't know. Uh, 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line anytime 1300 01 11 Broadcasting this morning through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN Q 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN sixteen twenty AM on the Gold Coast. As I say, 1300 01 11 or 0457 736 736 is our text number. That's all before Jimmy Smith, Jaleesa Apps coming up for breakfast in about an hour's time. Queensland listeners, you'll take the first hour of that show before Pat and Heels come along at 6 a.m. local time. Although if you want to continue listening to Jimmy and Jaleesa, you can always listen on the app. Big show uh, in about five or so minutes. Going to be joined by Andrew Menzel, Menes from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Lots of cricket to get through. The Big Bash yesterday was interesting, but uh, there's some other news as well as we head towards uh, the India tour starting in a fortnight's time today. Uh, so we'll talk to menes about that very, very shortly. And it is Australia Day today and we know it divides public opinion. We won't get into that, but... Now on this Australia Day, I'd like to know your great Australian sporting moments. 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your great Australian sporting moments, whether it happened here, locally or in Australian overseas. 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736, 736 It's two past five, two past four in Queensland. Uh, we'll talk to him in this shortly, but just before that, let's get to the Australian Open. Uh, quarterfinals all done and dusted yesterday. Let's go to last night firstly. Novak Djokovic, 6-1, 6 In two hours and three minutes, there was another injury scare uh, for him. There was a heckler in the crowd apparently that he wasn't overly happy with, but it didn't stop him absolutely smashing Rublev. And you look how Djokovic has played in his last two matches. Last night against Rublev. And then uh, the other day against Demonor, as I said the other morning, the new generation of tennis is coming through. Um, he's got to be playing Tommy Paul in the semi-final tomorrow night, you would imagine, uh, seeing they have the shorter break after he defeated uh, Ben Sheldon in an All-American Affair 7-6, 6-3, 5-7, 6-4 yesterday afternoon. Uh, and then if Djokovic wins that, he will play either Hutchinov or Tsitsipas in the final, which you'd imagine would be a tougher task, but at the moment he looks like uh, he is going to could potentially win his 10th Australian Open he has never uh not won it when he's made the semi-finals of the Australian Open so as i said 2 hours and 3 minutes uh to get over uh rublev yesterday or last night if you saw it can anyone stop novak starting to doubt it. He looks like he's in good form. Maybe only an injury, but you never know. Tennis is a weird game and could be you'd imagine he'd get over Tommy Paul tomorrow with all due respect to him and then the final maybe Sitsapas is the only one that could potentially challenge him. 0457 736 7, or one 1170. 1, Meanwhile, the women's semi-finals will be on at uh, tonight. Um Only from 7.30, so uh, there is some doubles action uh, before that throughout the afternoon that will be no doubt on Channel 9. But uh, tonight from 7.30 p.m., uh, Robert Keener up against Victoria as a ranker who, I said yesterday, I think is probably the crowd favorite. Um, Ranked 24th seed coming into this uh, tournament. Uh, won it 10 years ago back in 2013. I think she's won it twice actually, but 2013 was the last time. And the other semi final after that will be Lynette up against Sabalenka. So that'll be interesting to see, of course. Robert Kina, who is playing Victoria Azarenka, was the Wimbledon champion. So that should be a really good semi final. The men's semi finals uh, will be tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. A uh, bit of a chance to schedule over the past couple of years, but a couple of good days of tennis. Then, of course, the finals over the weekend, women's finals Saturday night and the men's final Sunday night. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. He had some nice words to say about Roger Federer as well. Novak Djokovic, I'm going to tell you a bit later on the show about that. And just a bit of rugby league news before a break, and then we speak to Menna's. bad news for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Now, their fullback, Cody Ramsey, and, there's been talk about this over the off-season, whether he'll play at all in the 2023 season. Well he will not. Uh, he will miss the entire season as he recovers from surgery surgery for ulcerative colitis. So he's 22 years of age. Um the Dragons hoped he would play in the fullback jumper. Uh, he is contracted for two more years and does hope to return in 2024. Uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons general manager of football Ben Harron said Cody was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, an inflammatory bowel condition, in late 2022, which required an extended stay in hospital. Unfortunately, this ultimately required significant surgery. The surgery was successful, however, it will require multiple follow-up procedures over the coming season. This means that Cody won't be available to play NRL in the 2023 season. Our focus will be on Cody's medical. Uh, attention and well-being in the first phase. From there, we'll walk we will work towards what the future looks like for him. So our best wishes to Cody Ramsey. Hopefully, we see him back on the field uh, next year. And I noted as well on the news last night, still a bit of talk about strike action as well, even though those All-Stars teams have been named. We'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, 0457 736, 736 or you can call the open line 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, if you've got any cricket questions for Andrew Mensel, who will join and me after the break send them in and also your great australian sporting moments 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 what we'll do now is we'll clear an early break and then we'll get stuck into the cricket there is a lot to talk about with men we will do it next it's six and a half past five in new south wales six and a half past four in queensland Yes, it is. 11 past five in New South Wales, 11 past four in Queensland. Public holiday on your Thursday, 26th of January, 2023. But it hasn't stopped this next man from coming into the studio, which I'm very impressed with. Uh, Andrew menzel Menes from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Morning.
1: Good morning, Dan. I've got a new tip for, for when I get up in the mornings. And I was listening to a, a podcast I produced and the guest said that she now when she has a shower in the morning, mm. she'll have a cold shower. So you might have a little warm shower, mm. but then at the end, you give yourself 30 seconds of, you know, ice cold water. And yeah. although it doesn't sound great, it does give you that shot of adrenaline to make, you know, four in the morning not feel so painful.
0: I might I might try that tomorrow. I've never tried that, but it's good weather as well to do the cold shower at the moment. It's about, what, 32, 33 degrees. Uh, today, how did you cope with the early alarm? All good? Yeah, all good. Cold all shower good. got
1: me up. Um, happy Invasion Day. Um, very uh, divisive day, a lot mm. to talk about, especially when it comes to cricket, which is, we'll talk about a bit later, but certainly has to navigate how it's going to treat this day going forward.
0: Yeah, lots of talk about that. We will talk about that in just a moment. Uh, lots to talk about in terms of the big bash as well. I want to talk Sheffield Shield uh, with you. But firstly, Pat Cummins has been in the news. I actually noticed this morning he wasn't named captain of the ICC uh, men's world team. I think Ben Stokes got that on it. But your thoughts on Pat Cummins? He's been in the news a bit over mm. the past 24, 48 hours. The listers, especially on breakfast yesterday, has to be said, probably weren't on his side. What's your take on the whole thing?
1: Yeah, um, so it's a good – so Jaleesa Apps, um, who's also my co-host on my podcast, Cricket Unfiltered, and was poached by SCN, (laughs) has been doing the mornings with Jimmy Smith. Mm. And, uh, you know, I turned on yesterday because Jaleesa said she plugged the podcast, so I I listened to the show on delay – and I, and I had to sit through, you know, Jaleesa and James absolutely smashing Pat Cummins for his perceived activism in the environmental space. And some of the things that Jaleesa brought up were that um, how can Pat Cummins, um, you know, be so... Climate aware? If he still flies first class and drives his big to, car. To be fair,
0: there were some texts uh, alluding to that as well. Oh, Julissa yeah. said it, yeah. so
1: we I mean, okay. can pull up the audio. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've got so much to say about mm. this,
0: and it, it, it's very—it it drives
1: me mad because I think Pat Cummins actually, ha- well, for, hasn't done anything wrong. He's actually not someone that gets on his soapbox and is, you know, bashing out trying to tell everybody what to do. In fact, I would say try and find any audio or anything of Pat Cummins trying to tell an average Australian what to do. He's just not that type of person. Now, Jaleesa expect him to go, I'm going to fly economy all year as a fast bowler playing for Australia. Turns up in England for the Ashes with a stiff back because he's been in economy for a day. Uh, That is just farcical to think that. And then... He's got a farm. He's actually Mm. got a farm. So he probably does need a big car on the property. But I just think he has been unfairly targeted. Mm. Um, You know, interesting, News Limited, you know, started the story with um, the whole Alinta sponsorship being torpedoed by Pat Cummins. And now they're disputing, dispelling the story that they started. But the fact is, Cummins has done nothing wrong. He is climate aware and... I think there's, you know, a lot of people in the younger generations that have real climate consciousness. That doesn't mean they can't drive a car or can't ever go on a holiday on a plane. But all Pat Cummins really did was organise for 15 cricket clubs to get solar panels to help them have less of a carbon footprint. And and I I just think I find it very upsetting because Pat is not someone to tell people what to do. He's quiet about his beliefs, Mm. and I think that's, You have to respect them. You don't have to agree with them, Mm. but you should certainly not be offended because he doesn't try and shove them down your throat.
0: It has divided public opinion. You talk about Jaleesa and Jimmy, but it's divided. All sorts of public opinion. Since the story broke about three months ago, then, as you say, it was back page of The Telegraph yesterday, I think, which brought up the discussion on The Breakfast Show as well. Interested to hear from listeners on this. Uh, has your opinion of Pat Cummins changed, or do you agree with men as 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 eleven seventy. Just on Pat Cummins as well, from a, critting, a cricketing point of view, the fact he wasn't named captain of the, uh, of the year, does that really mean much? Do you agree with that decision or do you think he should have been named captain of the year?
1: Look, Dan, um, I never care about these, you know, (laughs) ICC team of the Mm. years, you know, they're just something on paper. I mean, I was more, um, I guess, it made me think more when Pat Cummins seemed to be behind the push to get rid of Justin Langer. So that made me sort of more look at his leadership with a sort of lens over Mm. the last year. And um, yeah, I, I think that's a really Big thing, you know, Pat Cummins has set up this team the way he wants and this year will define his legacy. You know, these huge series against India, against England, a 50-over World Cup. You know, will Pat Cummins care if he's not ICC captain? Should the listeners care? Absolutely not. And, in fact, Ben Stokes probably deserves it Mm. because he – and Brendan McCullum have completely changed the face of Test cricket. They are doing things no Test teams have ever done before. And no offence to Pat Cummins, they're winning, but they're not quite uh, revolutionising the game.
0: And it is a huge year, as you say, for the Australian cricket team. I mentioned at the top of the show they were only two weeks away from the start of that India tour, then England, then possibly the World Test Championship game as well. It's, it is going to be an interesting year. I asked you when you were in here last time about your confidence levels heading into the India series. They weren't. Overly high. I presume your mind hasn't changed in the last few weeks since you were last in here.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, they haven't, but mm. I, I'm really hopeful this Australian team can compete yep. and stay in the contest. But I just think they're really up against uh, just uh, such an awesome Indian team playing in their own conditions. I just worry that we don't have the spin bowling depth to match their spin bowling. I still think. Um, the Australian selectors should have gone uh, way left field and plucked Stephen O'Keefe from SEN and the Sixers (laughs) Mm. and whisked him away to India. And and people say he's not fit enough. I reckon if he told Sock a month ago, you're on the plane to India, he'd have been ready. Um, But we just don't have one... Anyone, any spinner near the class of Nathan Lyon, that's Mm. the issue.
0: Yeah, and of course, Nathan Lyon won't be around forever either. He must be, what, 35, 36, maybe even a bit older.
1: Yeah, he could play, though, for another three or four years. I mean, it's really interesting to see how young Todd Murphy goes, you know, the Sydney Sixers and Victorian off spinner. Uh, A lot of people have big raps on him, including Stephen O'Keefe. So um, it's going to be a fascinating tour. I I know I saw the commentary team was announced for SEN. It, It is going to be one of the great series to follow because I, I don't think Australia, even if we lose every match, I still think we're going to scrap and there's going to be great performances. Mm. Um, and, you know, Smith and Labuschagne on those wickets is going to be just incredible to watch.
0: Yeah, you will hear full coverage of our, uh, of all four tests on our coverage from the 9th of February. SCN have, as you mentioned, men as good plug, uh, all tests live here on SCN. And it should be a great series. And it's a really good time zone as well. What time does it start? About 3:34? Yeah, four yeah so top? I think
1: it starts at 2:30 yeah. in the afternoon. It yes. is absolutely perfect. You can just be winding down work. I mean, I know you start at like four in the morning, <laughs> yeah. so you'll be finished.
0: Yes. Uh, but Very much finished.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be great. And I, I just really hope. Maybe we can pull an upset, uh, but for that to happen, we'll we'll sort of need what India did when they came here. We'll need a couple of players to just do some miraculous stuff and Mm. and win a couple of matches that, um, you know, from nowhere.
0: We'll probably get you in in a couple of weeks as well. It's actually Thursday in two weeks' time that the test series starts. So we'll get your... I hope f- so, unless James and Julissa are too upset with my no, retort no, no. this morning. No, we're allowed to have different opinions on this station. Uh, 0457 736, 736 or 01 11 at 70. Although, looking forward to this thing. If Julissa did hear that on her way in, it'd be interesting to see what she says on the next podcast. Uh, <laughs> it'd be worth listening to. Uh, now, something a little more serious than all of that is January 26th today, of course. Um, Australia Day. There's a lot of talk about it in the general public, not, of course, just the cricketing cricketing terms. Uh, Ash Gardner, we know, has had a lot to say over the past 48, 72 hours. There's an article today about how Cricket Australia has a real decision to make. Of course, we've got uh, the women's game on today, but let's fast forward a year when there is supposed to be a test match. It's either starting starting on January 26 or it's going to be played on January 26. And they're now 50-50 about whether they should play that or not. It is a very delicate issue um, and there are a lot of people probably more educated than me you to talk about this. But just from a crick- cricketing sense of the word or view, if nothing changes in the general public over the next 12 months, which is unlikely to happen... How do Cricket Australia handle this moving forward? Because we've seen today the Australian Open, they're not going to recognise anything about Australia Day, which I would imagine is a first for them. They used to make quite a big thing out of it. How does Cricket handle this moving forward, considering what the players have been talking about over the past week or so as well? Yeah, I mean,
1: it is a really delicate issue. Um, You know, Ash Gardner, who plays for Australia in the women's team, spoke up about playing today. And Cricket Australia have handled today like it is any other day. They haven't treated it as a public holiday or Australia Day. It is just basically the Australian women's team played on Tuesday at North Sydney Oval and they're due to play today. Mm. And I think they've just treated it like another day in the calendar. And I think that is the right way to go. Uh, I would like to say that, you know, it is a difficult issue, but I think Australians, when it comes to politics and sport, like – like to say, let's keep it separate sometimes. It never stays separate. But it can't stay separate. And I I think as well as Australians, we can't be hypocritical on one hand and say that sport is so important to our national identity. You know, we put our sporting teams on such a pedestal. We adore them. You know, sport is so vital to the Australian identity. You can't have that and then on the other hand go, well, let's just – keep the, you know, all these issues separate. I think they are intrinsically tied because of how important sport is to our society. Mm. And, you know, Cricket Australia have the issue next season with the West Indies coming to play test matches. Mm. And the fact is that if, if nothing changes Friday, January 26th next year will be a public holiday. Yes. And that will mean that it would be a great time to start a test match because you could have say, you know, three days, where people don't have work and could go to the test match. and,
0: and Sorry, it would also be very good for media, so for TV. Mm, absolutely. For, and also just people going to the ground, but for TV, Fox Sports, cricket, all the radio stations that cover it would, outside of it being Australia Day, would love it being on a Friday public holiday. Yeah,
1: and this is not an, a, a sport issue. This is now an Australian issue. Mm. This day has to be looked at. There, there is no doubt that this January 26th, has felt different. I mean, the the tide has turned and it's not going back. And, you know, Australia needs a day that we can embrace and be proud of because there is so much to be proud about this country. And sport is caught in the middle. Cricket Australia is caught in the middle. Mm. They can't change the date. So, um, you know, I hope it can be changed next year. If it's not changed, then perhaps they can still play on January 26th. But think about, you know, the solemn occasion that is Anzac Day. Perhaps they can use that kind of, Um, you know, try and be reverential and solemn Mm. rather than see it as a celebration um, and mark how important the day is to many Indigenous Australians.
0: So I was watching, I think it was 10 news actually last night, and uh, I can't remember the name of the A-League player, but Sydney FC are playing Melbourne Victory tonight. And he said, he a Sydney FC player, he wasn't keen on the match being played. It's out of his control. And I know, I think Ash Gardner has said the same thing. So you don't think, let's say the date doesn't get changed. You don't think that they'll be able to change the date of the test match against the West Indies, because there was talk that potentially they could move it forward, but then I believe the West Indies are staying for some one day, so where the test match is, is actually a good, uh, forget the actual date today, but it is a good time to have that test match in terms of the schedule of the summer next year.
1: That's right, and and, and as you said before, you know, a three-day weekend is fantastic for media. Yeah. I guess... It was put forward that, you know, test matches used to have a rest day, so maybe they could start on the Thursday. uh, Friday, January 26th is a rest day, and then they play on the weekend. That way you still can start a bit early before the one-day internationals that are slated. Uh, But it's a vexing issue. I think Cricket Australia are actually handling it very well. Mm. I I understand Ash Gardner's feelings because – if the day really is a a day where they feel like it should be marked with a solemn sort of service, then uh, maybe just pretending it's like another day is not enough um, for some people. Mm. Um, So, again, Cricket Australia is caught in the middle. I actually think they've done the right thing. Um, And, yeah, you know, as a country, we need to get to the bottom of this, Dan. Mm. We need to be proud of um, – we've got a lot to be proud of, but at the moment, um, you know, inaction is paralyzing Australian
0: society. Can I just ask you a question just on next summer? uh, We'll get to the text in a second, but... The West Indies, forgetting the Australia Day debate, the West Indies, they were only out here a few months ago. Now, I have to say, when I was told that they were coming again next year, I was a bit perplexed. Now, I didn't see any of the West Indies series. I was overseas. Is there you didn't a, miss much. No, apparently not. <laughs> Is there a reason why they're coming out again so quickly? Because you very rarely see that.
1: Mm. I mean, it's, it's the same reason that Australians go to India for the first time in six years. It's because there's a future tours program that's, done, I think it's every four years at the moment. Mm. Um, and even it's sort of divided then into two-year blocks. And, and just the way it worked out in the next cycle, the mm. West Indies are due again. It's almost this is the end of the cycle, and then hopefully Australia will play in the World Test Championship in Lords this June, mm. and then the cycle starts again and the West Indies are due back again. It's a bit like um, a few years ago we had India come, you know, two out of three seasons. Mm. That's because one cycle ended and then another one began but we haven't been back to India at all since 2017 so it's just the, the quirks of cricket scheduling which mm. is as they say a 3D chessboard. Mm. Now here's a text on
0: 0457 736736 736, uh, taking a bit of the serious chat away from it. This is from Breakfast Show Royalty Serbian Seagull. He loves texting into the Breakfast Show so whenever he texts my show I get very excited and very happy. He says if the West Indies test starts a couple of days before Jan 26 next year no worries it'll be over two days anyway. <laughs> Fair point uh, going from what happened at the summer just I, I think
1: um, our friend's being a bit cruel there. I thought the West Indies showed a lot of fight and uh, way more fight than, than, South than Africa, the South Africans yeah. did. So uh, who knows? Uh, but it's going to be a strange summer next year because the West Indies coming in January means we won't get to have players like Steve Smith mm. uh, thrown into the Big Bash and we've seen how effective they've been. So um, it, it's going to be, again, a bit of a, a bit of a mess next summer's schedule um, all because Australia has a fifth over World Cup uh, the beginning of the summer. Mm. Um, so, yeah, another confusing one for the administrators.
0: Yeah, good to have your company. It's 25 to 6, 25 to 5 in Queensland. A breakfast not too far away. Jimmy Smith, Jaleesa Apps uh, through 1170 Sydney, um, and Queensland listeners, you'll take the first hour of that show before uh, you have Pat and Heels. Let's do a Big Bash update now. We do that for the Isuzu D-Max. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today. Menez from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast is in the studio. And we'll actually get to the Big Bash on the back of this text, 0457 736 736. Uh, boys, on the BBL, I only ever start watching it after a couple of weeks. Once I get to identify players and the start of the team they are also this year the whole overseas player rubbish was a turnoff have them for the whole series or not at all o- on that do you mind them leaving halfway through or would you prefer to see them for the whole series
1: I do mind them leaving. I agree with that That text that came in that it is very confusing for fans that mm. you start watching your team and then by the end of the competition, the team can be totally different. So mm. I, I think that is aggravating for fans. I will say, though, that I think you're better off having players like Andre Russell here for five or six games mm. than zero games. So mm. I think we just have to accept it. Mm. It is one of the benefits to shortening the Big Bash in the future that maybe we can keep team uh, these players for longer. But it, it is so confusing. You know, you get to follow a player, you're following a team, mm. someone's doing well, and then you turn on the next game and, and they're off in South Africa or the United Arab Emirates playing in another T20 tournament and mm. they've left already. Mm. So, yeah, it, it is it is frustrating. We
0: were talking a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, when you're in here about the rejuvenation of the Big Bash competition. I think it's gone up another scale since the uh, Australian international stars have been back uh, to play. Steve Smith, we know how good he was. I think you were at the SCG on Saturday nights to see that innings. He's had some other very good innings as well. Do you reckon the interest in the Big Bash has gone up another level again? And, yes, I know they're up against the tennis, which uh, hampers them a bit, but... It seems to have risen even more since those players came back two two and a half weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it certainly has. I, I mean, look, it, we're coming off a season where last year the Big Bash was on life support. Yeah, it was struggling through COVID affected uh, matches where you know players were being subbed in. You know, you not talk about the odd international player leaving. Well, there were whole teams replaced at the toss. Mm. So th- there is no doubt that this season has been much better. But it was coming off a pretty low bar. Mm. But I think you know. Following on from that text, uh, there's nothing better for the competition mm. than Australian stars coming back and performing. Mm. Now Steve Smith scoring, you know, two centuries and a, a whirlwind fifty and hitting 24 sixes has done more for this competition than anything else because we just love seeing our stars. And I was at the SCG on Saturday night and, you know, there was a noticeable buzz having, you know, Smith and Warner involved. Even though Warner hasn't been scoring runs, just having them there, I'm telling you, as divisive as Warner is, the kids love him. Mm. He's great signing autographs and – yeah, it's, it, the competition with the Australian players is much better.
0: So I was up in Newcastle on Saturday night. Um, and there was fun. Te- it was actually a good weekend, but thank you. Uh, there was uh, tennis on one TV and the cricket on the other TV. Um, and I think Demon or might have been playing. Um, there, was, there was an Australian playing anyway. Mm. Um, and people were... Watching the tennis at first, but then as soon as they saw Steve Smith and how well he was playing, the eyes sort of directed away from the tennis to uh, the cricket. And that's probably what the Big Bash needs more of. I know we talked the other week about the condensed games for next year. I think that helps them as well. But as you say, with the schedule next summer, you're not going to get these Australian players back, which I think after what we've seen in particular with Steve Smith over the past couple of the weeks is disappointing.
1: Yeah, it is disappointing. And look, I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Dan. Yes, please I've been please thinking do. a lot about this and Mark Taylor, Uh, the former Australian captain floated this a little while ago, uh, that if Australia is really serious about the Big Bash, Mm. do we look at where the Boxing Day test and the Sydney New Year's test are? Mm. You know, do we need to move them out of the way so the Big Bash actually has clear air and all Australian players are available. And I was dead against that. Mm. I thought, no, you could never move the Boxing Day test or the New Year's test. But I'm starting to think after seeing what Steve Smith's been able to do, it actually would be worthwhile finding other spots for those. So sort of, um, you know, Boxing Day to the end of January could be just big bash cricket.
0: I can't see, though, the Boxing Day test, and in particular Melbourne, ever giving up the Boxing Day test. Oh,
1: not now, but no. but if we're serious about our competition and that, you know, there are now four T20 competitions going on in the world at mm. the moment. So, you know, Australia has significant challenges and we don't want to get caught napping. We saw what happened, as I said, the last two years have been pretty awful for the big Bash with yep. getting players in. Yep. And I, I just think we need to be really conscious that other teams are nipping at our heels, um, I don't know if you heard the great news overnight about the women's Premier League, but um, in India, the five clubs mm. were bought, I think, at a, a value over 500 million US dollars. Mm. Um, so women's cricket is going to the stratosphere. And I think the WBBL has to be conscious that it can still stay competitive. So it moves really fast, the landscape in international cricket. And I think sometimes in Australia, you know we 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 don't realize how quickly it is moving but as i said Four T20 competitions are going on now. Yep. That's what Australia has to compete with.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's just talk about uh, the Big Bash. And, look, I uh, do agree with you. I think it would be it's going to be disappointing when we don't see those Australian players back in the T20 uh, Big Bash League uh, next year. Now, there were two games yesterday. I'll talk to you about them in just a second. But it's left us with uh, this sort of finals lineup. So, Friday night is the Eliminator, which is Sydney, Sydney Thunder up against the Brisbane Heat. What about them yesterday? Uh, Saturday, the Qualifier, Perth Scorchers up against the Sydney Six now, Steve Smith will be playing in this one. And then we go uh, through a couple of other games. So on Sunday, January 29, Melbourne Renegades will play the winner of the Sydney Thunder Brisbane Heat game. And then next Thursday, which is called the Challenger, the loser of the qualifier will play the winner of the knockout. That's where you start. It's too many too much maths. Mm-hmm. And the final will be on Saturday. Uh, who's in the pole position? Most people are saying either Perth or Sydney. Is there a question mark on Sydney, uh, regardless of what happens on Saturday, with no Steve Smith when he leaves after Saturday night. I mean, it's a
1: huge hole to fill. I mean, how can you replace those type of performances? But fortunately, the Sydney Sixers have a lot of really strong top order players. You look at Daniel Hughes, Mm. Curtis Patterson, even Mm. Hayden Kerr from uh, Sydney University in Clubland. He could maybe move up the order. So you can never replace Steve Smith, um, Mm. but uh, they'll, they'll have to. I think they're a really good squad. Uh, they they won't feel the, the gap of, as some other teams will. Mm. You know, really, really exciting finish to the Big Bash. Mm. You know, we saw the Hobart Hurricanes beat the Brisbane Heat yesterday afternoon, mm. which kept their season alive mm. and meant the Sydney Thunder had to beat the Melbourne Stars last night. And it was a very nervous night for Thunder fans. I'm sure many Thunder fans are up at the moment celebrating the fact that they have a, a home mm. knockout final. Who
0: would have thought that when they were all out for 15 no. a few weeks
1: back? had two on Saturday yeah. night and uh, they really struggled last night, but, but I actually think the Sydney Thunder might be a team to watch. You know, the Melbourne Renegades, another one, you know, captained by Aaron Finch. I, I struggle to see the Brisbane Heat winning from here mm. uh, after what we saw yesterday and they'll lose Labuschagne and Kawaja pretty soon and Swepson. Mm. So I, I think you, to me, you can ride off the Brisbane Heat. Sorry to everyone lis- listening up in Queensland, but, yeah, I think the Thunder or the Renegades, you just never know in this knockout cricket. They could surprise somebody.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, as I said, the first game tomorrow and then all across the weekend and then the final next Saturday, Saturday week, the 4th of February, uh, 0457 736, 736 or 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Want to have a chat with you about the Sheffield Shield as well. And the reason I say this is that I know you cover some Sheffield Shield matches and it is streamed on Cricket Australia and some games are on Fox Sports. But I have to say, when I was growing up, so and even when I was 20, which was, what, 12 years ago, I was going to Sheffield Shield matches. I always enjoyed going to them. And then, for whatever reason, I just stopped. I suppose because not all of them these days are at the SCG as well. They are sprinkled around the places. Is there a way we can get the interest level in the Sheffield Shield up? Because we see, even in a bad year with the Big Bash, it's still, you know, people see it, people enjoy it, people watch it. What about the situation with the Sheffield Shield, though? Can we do something to maybe, uh, whether they televise it more, Is there, does you have to pay to get in? I don't even know. But yeah, what can we do? Is there anything we can do? Because oh, it's uh, a good cricket Look, play. I'm
1: really passionate about the Sheffield Shield, so you've, you've hit on a topic. Um, that I really care about. So actually, you know, I was listening to the Pat and Heels on, on demand yesterday on their podcast, and mm. Ian Healy made a very similar point. He was saying that the Sheffield Shield is not promoted enough mm and it's not given enough attention. And, and look, part of that is that the Big Bash now takes over all of December and January, mm. so you've got sort of the two premier cricket season months with no Sheffield Shield cricket. Now, hopefully with the shorter Big Bash, we might see some Sheffield Shield played in December Mm. and probably not late January but very early February. I mean, the Sheffield Shield doesn't kick off till mid-February. And then we maybe could see games played at more of the prestigious venues like the SCG and the MCG. I think the SCG's only got three home games this season for New South Wales. Mm. So I think that hopefully if it's brought into the meat of the season, Mm. then it'll get more attention – it's great cricket. Um, I'd love to see some kind of NFL red zone style show where it's maybe on every Sunday and they could cross to all the games that are going on and pick out the best spot. Mm. I think it could, you know, all the games now are, as you say, covered and streamed on KO by cricket Australia and streamed on their app. The commentary is fantastic usually. Um, So I think there's a real opportunity there with a shorter, big bash to just try and promote a bit more and, it is fantastic cricket, Dan. I mean, mm. it's, I think if it was given more um, attention, then I think the cricket would even go to the next level. So I don't know how many fans out there are passionate about the Sheffield Shield, like you or I, but I think, you know, let's give it a chance to breathe a bit more.
0: And just from someone who doesn't watch a lot of Sheffield Shield, when the games are at the SCG compared to like Drummond Oval, Hurstville Oval, wherever they're going to be played... Do, do they get more fans into places like Tremoyne Oval or is it still the SCG where they send, tend to get more people in I if mean, they it, get anyone? <laughs> it, it
1: sort of, it, it depends. I think they get about the same. Look, when you go to regional areas like they play some games at Wollongong, you get a mm. really nice atmosphere there mm. uh, with a lot of people coming up. So there is benefit to playing the odd game away from the main grounds. Mm. Uh, but when you get, I mean, cause the SCG is so big, 200 people feels like nobody, but certainly one of the great things about the, the S, the shield is you can go in and you can sit in the historic ladies stand. You don't have to be a member on, um, shield days to mm. get into that area. Um, so it's a really enjoyable experience. Um, but yeah, it's when you get out to Wollongong, it feels like, okay, big time crickets come to town. Let's go and support it.
0: All right. Yeah. That's, that is uh, interesting. Uh, We'll take a break. Stay with us. just want to ask you one more question on Steve Smith before we wrap things yeah. up. Are you all right to stick around for another yeah, few yeah. minutes? I've got a Michael per- Clark update as uh, well. Yeah, great. Perfect. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be back with more. Uh, Jimmy Smith, Jaleesa Apps, not too far away with breakfast. It is 12 and a half minutes to 6 o'clock, 12 and a half minutes to 5. It is not too long left minutes from the cricket Unfiltered podcast with Paul Dennett and Jaleesa apps is in the studio. Uh, Just one more quick thing uh, before I let you go, Steve Smith, should he be opening for Australia? I know we touched on this last week. We saw what he's done so far in the big bash. Is he the new 2020 T20 opener for Australia?
1: I think so. I think he's, put together a pretty um, incredible case and I'd like to see Smith opening more for Australia in 50 over and 20 over white ball cricket. Aaron Finch has retired from 50 over cricket. I just think we've seen how effective Smith can be when the field's up because Mm. Smith's enjoys the field up where he can just look for the gaps and hit over the top. So Mm. I I, I think it's a case that's hard to argue with. I mean, you know, two centuries, a a lightning fast 50, 24 sixes, you know, he and Warner opening at the next World Cup would be just awesome to watch. Mm. So, yeah, it'd be really good. Just an update on Michael Clarke. He did get a commentary gig overnight, so he was sacked from the Indian tour, but he's now working for the Pakistan Super League. So he might be unpopular in my opinion,
0: but he's still getting plenty of commentary work. I'm sure Um, you'll be watching as well. Um, I will be. Now, podcast, what's been happening on it? I saw you and Paul Dennett the other day. Julissa was on it as well. Not in what she's wearing in the moment. But anyway. uh, Well, just on that. So
1: (laughs) for those that are listening, Julissa Rapps and Jimmy Smith starting at 6 a.m., I think Julissa's lost a bet because she's wearing like a
0: full-blown KFC outfit. No, she's not lost a bet. She she actually so there was some KFC socks on the desk that I sit in uh sit on the other day. Jimmy picked them up, gave it to her. Then we uh, got. She told her. She revealed to us exclusively that she has a co- whole KFC outfit, tracksuit, socks, hat. It is Didn't the worst
1: tracksuit I have ever seen, Dan. Uh, like uh, She should have lost a bet to have to wear that. I uh, mean, yes, yeah, it, uh, it is it is terrible. But, yes, download the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Um, it'll certainly um, add to the coverage of the Indian tour.
0: I don't think the speakers are on loudly out there, which is may, may or may not be a She'll good She'll hear thing. later. She, I mean, it's stunningly bad. It, it is. is stunningly bad. I'm the sure suit. there will be a picture tweeted out out on the Vossi Brandy SCN Twitter as well. Uh, it really has to be seen, to be believed. Uh, Mendes, thank you for coming in. You'll be uh, back with us. I'll get you back on in a couple, or next week, talk about the Big Bash, but probably back in studio in a couple of weeks' time on the verge of the Indian Tour, which we are all very excited about. Thanks for coming in, mate. Thank you, Daniel. Much on for today? Uh, back no. Back to sleep? Heading back to bed. Yep, yeah, okay. No, <laughs> no surprise. Uh, thank you, mate. And you can uh, catch the Cricket Unfiltered podcast uh, on all your our podcast platforms. Uh, now, uh we do that all, by the way, for Makita. Uh, serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools. Makita helps you rule the outdoors. Uh, just a bit of news on the Brisbane Broncos. Herbie Farnworth is set to reject massive offers from NRL rivals and ink a multi-million dollar extension at Brisbane in another retention coup for the Broncos. It's revealed Farnworth and his management held a secret talk with Broncos bosses at a Brisbane restaurant on Tuesday night, and it looks like he is going to be staying with the Broncos. That is a good get for the Brisbane Broncos. Now, just Jimmy Smith and Jaleesa Apps coming up with breakfast after the news at 6am they'll be joined by Brett Phillips to wrap up another big night at the tennis and women's semi-final day Ron Griffiths part of the indigenous all-Stars coaching squad in the Rugby League. Both squads named yesterday as well. And Clint Newton, he was a recipient of an award in uh, on the honors list today. Of course, he's been in the news as well uh, with the RLPA. That's all with Jimmy Smith and Jaleesa Apps. Tomorrow on my show, uh, we'll be joined by Charlie good sir, to wrap up the weekend in sport. Chris Perkins from America and John Gallo will preview a big weekend in the FA Cup. Thanks for your company today. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m. The news, then breakfast with Jimmy Smith and Jaleesa Apps. Have a wonderful Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a good day. Bye-bye.